Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, September 14th. Tomorrow is Friday already. Tomorrow is actually the start of Rosh Hashanah. You guys know I'm Jewish. Friday night tomorrow at sundown, I believe, is the start of Rosh Hashanah. It's a very happy holiday. It's happy new year. That's where you celebrate with apples dipped in honey. You say Shana Tova. That means have a good new year. So, or have a happy new year. So Shana Tova to all of you guys. Um, I wanted to quickly, before I get into the show, I need, we have so much to talk about today, you guys, really good topics. But before we get into it, I need to spend a moment shouting out one of my not only dosers who listens to the show, but they subscribe to my Patreon. So I got to meet them on my Zoom happy hour last Friday, Nicole, Nicole, who owns this amazing company, a small coffee company out of Portland, Oregon. I I hope it's not going to be backwards for you guys. I can't remember if YouTube is backwards. I don't think it is. It says Gay Awakening Coffee. This is Gay Awakening Coffee. I'm wearing a double hat for you guys. Gay Awakening Coffee. And this is so cute. So she sent a bunch of things. She sent two t-shirts. They say Gay Awakening Coffee. And here's the most, and then a bag. But this is the best part. You guys ready? Drag bean. It's called drag bean is one of the coffees. Gay Awakening, drag bean. And the next one, cheers, queers. I freaking love it. Look at the packaging. Look how fun and happy and bright and, you know, just all things love. I'm all about Gay Awakening Coffee. And the cool thing for you guys is if you want to go ahead and order your own coffee from Gay Awakening Coffee, I haven't tried it yet. I'm sure it's amazing. And I'm sure it's going to make me happy and rainbow-like. But you can use the code DOSER20. That's D-O-S-E-R 20 for 20% off all products. And the best part of it is that they donate a percentage of all sales to the Trevor Project, which might as well caffeinate and do good, right? Might as well. So I had to let everyone know about Gay Awakening Coffee, and you can follow them on Instagram too. Okay. Oh my gosh. So let's get started in the show. Uh, We have had such a crazy week, of course, with the ups and downs, with the Scientology of it all, and then the Real Housewives of of it all. And this morning, you know, I was just on a walk. I go, I live in an area which is great to walk your dogs, lots of neighborhood, um, a beautiful neighborhood you know, great streets, up, down, hills, and you can walk to Starbucks and whatever. So I was going on my walk this morning and I ran into, if you're a Jeff Lewis live listener, you know Monica Casey. Monica is one of Jeff's good friends and she also runs, um, she's a rotating chump on Jeff Lewis. And then she also is a host, one of the hosts of the after shows for Jeff Lewis too. And I've never actually met her in person, but we have so many mutual friends. And in fact, she was talking to a mutual friend, which is how we started to talk. She is the co-host of Divorce Party Podcast with Tom Arnold. And she was like, are you divorced? Do you want to be on my show? And I'm like, I'm not divorced. Not yet, unless I can get on a podcast. Right, Lance? 
we'll do it for the show. No, I'm not divorced, but I'm a child of divorce. So we started talking about that and she and I will hang out soon and I'll get her on the show too at some point. But that's a perfect segue because if we're talking about Jeff Lewis, all roads lead to Jeff Lewis. This should be part two, part three of the same show because Jeff Lewis is always at the center of all of this craziness that happens with Well, mostly it's housewives, but of course, most recently there was drama with, you know, Kelly Dodd and Heather McDonald and Megan Weaver and all of these things, right? So I will definitely, I will definitely get into how Jeff Lewis popped himself right back in, not on purpose this time. It's just funny how he always just ends up right in the middle of the drama. And I do feel, there's a part of me that feels like these women, these housewives, et cetera, Housewives and Bravo connected people are all, they all have like a, a way that they reach out to Jeff when in, ch- when in like challenges, right? When they have struggles, when they're fighting with people, they always reach out to Jeff. I think it's because Jeff is a, um, uh, what's it called? Like, Number one, I think he's a sounding board. And number two, he has a big platform. And number three, he knows everyone. So it's almost like you would want to kind of call the person that knows everyone to get ahead of the story in your own way. And basically what happened is, and I'm going to talk all about Real Housewives of OC in just a bit. So I, what I'll, okay, here's what I'll say. And then we'll, we'll explain it. But basically Real Housewives of OC was on last night. Wednesday night. And then right after we had the Trace Amigas, I was like the three Amigas, the Trace Amigas were over on Watch What Happens Live. For those of you that don't know, that's Vicky, Shannon, and Tamara. And the three of them have this little cute variety show. I have not seen it, but I know that um, a bunch of people, a bunch of you guys have, they've performed in Irvine down the street and uh, down the street, down the coast, (laughs) down the state. I mean, what do you say there? I don't know why I said down the street. I'm in Los Angeles. It's not that down the street. But they performed there and Jeff and all his chumps went to support and a lot of you guys went to support and think it's real fun and just it's just one of those lighthearted, you know, silly shows. These three, when they get together, and we'll we'll get into OC in just a bit, they're partiers, right? So they were on Watch What Happens Live and apparently I did not see this part. I did see the part where Vicky was awarded housewife like that housewife award. It's basically like an um, a lifetime achievement award. A lifetime achievement award is I think what Andy called it. We'll get into that in a moment. But on this one specific conversation, they had a game that they were playing. And this is according to you guys who have told me this and just what I heard on the show this morning. They had a game that they played where they asked Shannon, Tamara, and Vicky, who would you ban I guess they gave a variety of people from the Trace Amigas show. Now, we already know Teddy Mellencamp is banned per Vicky, which is so honestly lame. Like, Teddy can't go to the show to support Tamara because Vicky doesn't like Teddy being there because I think there's a little bit of a jealousy because of two T's in a pod. She's got to get over that. She's got to get over that. Um, so Jeff was asked, it was, they were, they asked about Jeff apparently. And they said, well, Jeff has already been at that show. And then the last thing was Kelly Dodd or someone, somehow Kelly Dodd got brought up and Shannon and allegedly, I don't know, didn't see it. So don't at me, but definitely Shannon said Kelly Dodd should be banned. And Tamara, I think agreed. And Vicky did not agree. Now we know Vicky and Kelly Dodd do have a friendship. 
why does Kelly Dodd keep coming up in these circles? Kelly Dodd is like, look, I'm not here to talk shit, but I'm not a fan personally. I don't love a person that just likes to just attack people a lot. Um, I know that she, she'll probably, if she ever heard this, would attack me back. I'm not throwing, um, as they say, like the first, the first hit or the first strike or whatever. Not at all. I'm, I'm small bananas here, but I do feel like she lives from what I'm seeing. Kelly Dodd has moved on from the show. Well, she hasn't moved on. I think she's incredibly, incredibly bitter that she's not on the show, but she is not on OC anymore. She's not on Real Housewives, but she's very, from what we're seeing, very happily married to, um, what's his name? Um, Kelly and Rick. Rick uh, Leventhal, who's a former Fox News correspondent. He's a writer. They have a daily YouTube show, a podcast. They do very well from what I see. They travel. They have multiple homes. I don't even know. She has an older daughter, 17 years old, I think, who seems very, very sweet and good. She's beautiful. They've got my, like, she's made it out okay. She's doing good. But she always is so damn freaking bitter on these people, on these like um, housewife people. She hates them so much. She like her, her recaps of Real Housewives of OC are so angry and so mean, right? She body shames. She talks badly. Yeah. Like she, you know, we've heard her talk badly about Emily's body. We've heard her talk horribly about Jenna Lyons. Like it's just a little bit of a low blow kind of stuff. I'm okay if you want to talk about story. Like I talk all about story or just crazy behavior, but body shaming is so weird to me. It's such such a strange, like not appropriate in 2023. Um, That being said, Kelly heard this on Watch What Happens Live and jumped on her Instagram stories. I believe she had a drink or two. Well, she definitely did because she was out with Jeff Lewis, let's be honest. And she went on her Instagram stories and like, you know, got out the fact that she was was mad at Shannon um, and really pissed. I mean, she was like sticking up her finger and saying all kinds of really bad words that you're so, you know, you're so – lame and ridiculous. And then Tamara, she, she went after Tamara because she believes that Tamara and Shannon hated each other. And now they're just basically connecting because of the money, because of Trace Amigas, which could very, very, very well be true. Is Lance here? I see someone saying, Hey Lance. Um, and, uh, I, I don't believe that Here's the thing about it. I understand that she's mad, but this to me is just like ridiculous, right? You're going to come after every single time someone says something to you. You're going to go after them and back and forth. It is a little bit of a way to stay relevant. I do agree. I think that she, um, they don't like her. Like just call it what it is. They don't like her. Why she feels this need to come after them every time they say that they don't like her. She should have known this already from the last episode of Watch What Happens Live when they talked about her being like a bad guest at The Quiet Woman, which also was a little bit uncomfortable to watch. But Shannon was a guest on that show with Vicky. Vicky stands up for Kelly. Vicky and Kelly have good friendships, but Shannon and Tamara do not like Kelly. We should just kind of let it be that right? Um, so on, on Jeff Lewis this morning, 
Of course, Kelly and Rick are the guests. That's why they were with Jeff last night. And they start talking about it right off the bat. And Jeff, it is pot calling the kettle black. I will say Kelly Dodd does make me laugh. There are times, this is the thing about Kelly, is she's so unlikable with her with her behavior, but also she's just so real and almost like a little bit, like just her comments are just funny. She's very... She's very, she has a, a strong sense of humor. I do believe this about Kelly and she can make fun of herself. And I like that about her. I don't know about you guys, but I do think that she can laugh things off. And Jeff was saying basically to her, you are, um, you know, you're continuing the fight. If you don't stop talking about it, it will keep going on. The second you say something, they'll say something back and then you'll say something back and then they'll say, and Kelly's like, uh, look who's talking. And then Jeff says, well, Heather McDonald was on a show last night or yesterday, that's the Spidey show, the Spencer and Heidi show. And she talked about me again. And I'm choosing not to talk about it. I'm choosing not to talk about it. And I'm like, well, kinda, except you're talking about it. And also there was a huge promo where they always do these kind of funny promos um, in between commercial breaks. And they created a whole promo about the earrings and Jeff Lewis investigates. He's definitely still talking about it. This is what is making people tune in. We've all wanted to hear more. If anyone is going to stop talking about it, um, you're basically taking the choice that you're a better person than you are You are looking for ratings. All of these people are talking about these things, and probably me too, let's be honest. I know that you guys like to talk about Jeff Lewis. I know you guys like to talk about Heather McDonald. So when I always said, when stuff happens, I'll talk about it. Heather McDonald talked about it briefly yesterday. I don't need to get into that so much, but you guys watch the episode. I know we talked about it on, on the group or whatever, but Jeff Lewis did bring up that he's going to, he doesn't, he doesn't wish Heather ill. He also said, I don't spend ener energy wishing her well, which I think was kind of a little bit of a dig. Um, and he was basically telling Kelly, you should do the same. Like, just stop talking about it. And Kelly's like, no, I'm going to defend myself. That's the thing about Kelly. Rick even said, if I took her phone away, because Jeff was like, just put your phone down. Like, don't don't immediately jump on things, which actually is great advice. At least with Jeff, he usually has a night to like think things over and come at it on the show. K Kelly doesn't have a filter, right? She'll just talk. She'll talk straight on her YouTube show. She'll talk on her Instagram stories in serious anger. And, you know, she is sponsored by a wine brand, which she usually is drinking during the show. So that definitely lowers your inhibition. When I'm having some drinks, I say things I don't mean a lot. Uh, that being said, she is uh, she's an interesting character. I don't hate her at all. The side of her as an entertainer, as a funny, like I like when she's telling stories about her life. I like enter, like parts of her a lot. Do you guys feel this weird, torn feeling about her sometimes too? But whenever she gets angry and whenever she gets political and whenever she gets really defensive and whenever she talks badly about people, I'm so turned off by her. So I have this weird kind of torn feeling about Kelly Dodd. And, you know, Rick Leventhal, all I can say about him is he is so in love with this woman. I believe Rick Leventhal loves Kelly Dodd way more than, I don't know, like way more than um, maybe Lindsay loved Carl, which is what we'll get into right now. 
Ray says, that's a good housewife for you. It's so true. This is how you love housewives. If a housewife is just all sweet and all kind, they're boring. If they are a little bit controversial, they're interesting. That's the truth. We're going to get into OC in just a moment. I just want to say really fast about Lindsay and Carl. You guys did see the news, I am sure, today, but Lindsay and Carl went, um, you know, Carl is the only one that's spoken out loud about this. He spoke in in a letter, apparently, that he wrote to the people that were invited to the wedding, and he called off the um he officially called off the wedding and said, we're devastated. No, he said, Lindsay is devastated and I am crushed. We're still trying to figure out how this happened. Very confusing, that statement. But today, and I have to say, Lindsay has been so quiet for two weeks, which was the smart move. And today she she released what I thought was a heartbreaking, heartbreaking, um, you know, set of words, basically, her statement about her feelings. So I don't know if you guys heard it. I will say it really fast, but it says, I would like to start by saying thank you for allowing me the space and time to process my emotions, heal, and grieve the loss of not only my relationship, but my friendship with someone I considered my best friend for eight years. Um, and this is kind of the telling, the telling part of it. The last two weeks have been the most heartbreaking and emotional weeks of my life. My entire life and future was ripped out from underneath me and I've had a hard time making sense of it all with no answers or closure on why. I feel humiliated by how it went down and simultaneously heartbroken that it happened in the first place. My trust has been betrayed and coming to terms with that has been difficult for me. This was not my decision and I do not agree with quitting a relationship at this level without trying everything possible first. I've spent the last couple weeks finding my own closure and peace. I am forever grateful to my best friends who have not left my side and been picking up the pieces of my heart and life every day from the fallout. I'm still grieving, but thank you, etc. Okay, this broke my heart because in this moment, she's basically saying, I don't know what happened. One person knows what happened and that's Carl. According to Craig, Craig of Southern Charm, which is, I'm like, which show is Craig on? (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm like, Craig from Summer Winter House, Southern Charm. Craig from originally Southern Charm. Man, oh man, isn't Craig handsome? Guys, I think I have a little crushy crush on Craig. I just do. If Paige doesn't want to move down to Charleston, Craig, I think I'll take one for the team. Lance, you good? Can we? Let's go. Craig had some sort of interview. He's doing press for Southern Charm, and he basically said a lot played out over the summer, and you will learn more. But we all saw this playing out for two months. So clearly this didn't come out of nowhere. Clearly something did happen that led to this moment. Maybe it was, you know, a lot of fighting. Maybe it was difference in values. Maybe it was alcohol driven. Maybe there was romance or like flirting, Um, you know, rumors. I don't know. I just know that it sounds to me like Danielle and Carl did have some stuff coming, but maybe they never went to therapy. And by the way, just airing my dirty laundry here, Lance and I full on went to couples therapy before we got married because getting engaged is so stressful and especially getting engaged in a public way where everyone's watching. There's so much stuff that like comes to terms. I think it's actually smart to get therapy of some sort when you're going through 
um, you know, like big life changes, engage, getting engaged or married or, or, um, moving in together for the first time, having kids, like there's so many life changes. It's, it's kind of a good thing. Apparently they didn't try or try everything, or maybe they did. I don't know. I'm just going off what she said. So what could it be? Ray believes that hundred percent Lindsay knows what it is. It may be true that she knows deep down, but she may feel that she doesn't have closure because I have a feeling he said it to her in this moment. We need a breakup on camera. And we know the next day he was on a flight. And my guess is they never spoke about it since then. So she's probably feeling like, wait, what? Someone asked in the comments, do you think Danielle and Lindsay are still talking? And we do know that they are. Danielle commented on someone's account that had that sex in the city scene of Charlotte hitting the flowers on Big in that movie scene from Sex in the City 1. And um, and Danielle said, I am Charlotte. So we do know that they are st- still talking. I just, I'm so interested. I mean, have you... I feel like this is more interesting than like when we wanted to watch Scandaval, even though at that time Scandaval was everything. But this is almost more interesting because I feel like we have no clues. Like nothing has actually come out. There's rumors, right? There's rumors about sexuality. There's rumors about cheating. There's rumors about alcoholism. There's rumors about pregnancy. There's rumors about, but no one has the actual answer and I'm dying to know. Okay. We're going to move on. Um, just a quick note on Scandaval. Yesterday, Tom Sandoval was doing press or the day before, I can't remember. And he was asked about how do you feel about getting blocked from Raquel? Because very like publicly Raquel blocked him after he sent her a nice comment. You guys are not going to agree with my opinion here. All right. For those of you that think I never take a side and I never have an opinion, I'm going to tell you one thing. I think Tom going back on the show, I have not heard about what exactly the conversations have been on Vanderpump Rules, but my guess is Tom going back on the show this last season and facing the music is his version or his way of taking accountability. I do believe he's probably taken accountability. I do believe he's saying, I'm sorry. I do believe he's he's gotten the wrath of the world plus his entire friend circle. We've seen him cry in, in you know, behind the scenes shots. You guys, I know, hate Tom. I know this. I don't believe Tom deserves so much public ridicule as he has gotten in the last few weeks. I feel like we should move on. I feel like it does. Yes. Can he still, can he have been an asshole in the past? Absolutely. But he's not running away from it. He's not telling everyone that he's not involved in it. He seems to have some sense of accountability. And I do believe Andrew says Tom is too hot for me to hate. That's amazing. And I do believe that when he reached out to Raquel, yes, I understand he did it publicly, which a lot of you guys think was a a, a shady move because it's just trying to get people to be like, wow, you're amazing. And there is probably a part of that. But getting blocked sucks. We've all been blocked. Hello. We've all been blocked before. It doesn't feel good. And if it was done on such a public scale where not only did they block you, but then they blocked you and shouted it out on their Instagram stories it's an uncomfortable feeling. You do feel embarrassed. You do feel humiliated, not saying he doesn't deserve it and not saying it shouldn't have happened. I'm just saying his stupid response saying that she's thirsty, which he said basically is why she blocked him because he's thir- she's thirsty. Stupid response. He should have said, I respect her. 
I believe she has boundaries and I understand those boundaries and I'm okay with whatever she decides to do. I just want her to be happy. He did say all the other stuff except he did call her thirsty. And then that's what the media runs with. I feel like there's more people to hate. Like a side note, record scratch. I'm going to give you guys a two minute conversation about what happened to me in my life last night, which it's not about me, but it kind of is, but it's so freaking insane. You guys, I am living a real life Dirty John story. Okay. You guys ready for this? If you remember Dirty John was about that. It was amazing podcast, true story that turned into a mini series on, I don't even know what network. And essentially what happened on Dirty John was a man took took a new person's identity, basically, pretended that they were a doctor, fell in love with this, took advantage, manipulated a woman. It's like a Brooks and Vicky from Real Housewives situation. Crazy. Okay. There is a man, a little bit older than me, probably 10 years older than me, who works out at the gym that I work out at. Now, there's multiple classes at my gym, but he works out at one of the classes that I don't always take. So once in a while I see him and once in a while I don't. This man is hard to miss. He's very muscular. He's very, he walks around with an ego. He drives a very, very nice car. He's very obsessed with himself. That kind of a vibe, okay? Big buff, wears t-shirts of like army, navy, police, law enforcement. So one time I asked the trainer and I said, what does he do? Like, I'm so confused by him. We'll be at the gym and instead of working out, he's like on his phone, right? And the trainer told me he's a lawyer. So I do, I like a deep dive. I like to sleuth, right? So I come home and I Google him and I see he has this real weird website. Okay. This website is like, if I asked my 10 year old to create a website for me, okay without graphic design experience, bad website. And it's talking about how he's a non-practicing attorney and the picture of him is like with a horse and it's really like, it, it, it looked real low rent for someone that drives this gorgeous car and clearly has a lot of money. I know he owns a beautiful home in like Studio City in the hills. So I was always a little confused. And I also, when I Googled him, I also went down the page and I like, look, look, look. And I don't see any social media, but I see a lot of websites with his bio, how he's, you know, very philanthropic and very charitable and very this and very that. And this guy is like, it it doesn't tell you anything, but it tells you, but there's so many websites about him. Okay. I am on a group DM with a bunch of people that work out with me at the 530 class at my gym. And last night we get a DM from one of the people on the group message that says, holy shit, is this the guy that works out at the gym? And we look at the, the picture And it's an article that you can find on Daily Mail yesterday that announces basically that he is a convicted felon, a convicted SEX felon, rapist, R-A-P-I-S-T. I I don't know what I can say here. And he just got out of jail for spending 13 years of a 20-year sentence in jail because he pretended he couldn't become a cop. He tried to be a cop many, many years ago, by the way, was rejected by the Navy, couldn't become a cop, became a cop in a community college training center, impersonated being a cop. And then a girl who he pulled over under a freeway. Okay. Not only that, he was a school cop 
for a while and fell in love in some sick way with an 18-year-old or 17-year-old, actually not 18, she was underage, senior at the school. He would pull her in as like a security guard and basically make her, you know, feel like she was in trouble to get close. And then when he got caught, they went into his house and they found newspaper clippings of her, test scores of her, pictures of her, all this stuff. Okay. This guy was never an attorney. He was never a cop and he was never in the Navy. And this idiot got out of jail in 2021 and he decided to go to the neighborhood city council to try to be on the board. And you want to know why he was able to get onto the city council? Because he scrubbed, this is just my opinion, he scrubbed the internet of these bad, bad articles because he had 475 articles about, about, um, what's it called? Uh, like his random bio. Remember I told you that he had all these random articles and there is a huge article written about him in the LA Weekly from 2009 that one of my people on the DMs found last night that explains everything about him. You guys, it is sick. Sick. The fact that the city didn't complete a background check, I don't understand. It's confusing and that's why it made like local news that this amazing neighborhood city council let in a convicted R-A-P-I-S-T. Okay. I'm getting to the bottom of it and I promised you guys I would. And for those of you at my gym, I told you I would do a deep dive and I will continue to deep dive this. Anyway, next week on Donna Bowling Investigates, or as you guys said, Daily Dose of Donna's Deep Daily Dose of Donna Deep Dives. In fact, the next one that I'm going to have a deep dive on is Bijou Phillips because you guys have turned me on to some crazy, crazy ish about Danny Masterson's wife. And OMG, there was a TikTok that went around yesterday that explained a lot. I can't wait to get into that. If you guys are into that, you let me know because I can't stop. I'm like, I get like obsessive, obsessive. But anyway, let's move on to Real Housewives of OC. Ah, Real Housewives of OC. Last night, I will just say one thing. They're in Mexico in this gorgeous place. I have two huge bones to pick. Why does everyone hate Heather Dubrow? I do not get it still. And why does everyone go after sweet Jen and her bad choice to date Ryan? It is so, I'm so over this. Basically, this has been the entire season. Every single episode, especially Tamara, you know I love you, Tamara, but I'm not loving this. Tamara goes after Jen Pedranti, the new the new Jen for her choice in her boyfriend, who is a player. He is a, you know, a SLUT apparently. He hooks up with all the girls. He cheats. Who knows? Who cares? I don't understand. I don't understand. But when the when she basically the uh, here essentially this is the issue. She has taken a- accountability for her bad mistakes. She has left her husband, she broke her family because of this love affair with this man that she's with now. She knows it. She's admitted it. She says, I understand it was bad, but I'm good now. I have made my choices and I want to be with this man. I've made my bed and I am choosing to lie in it. For whatever reason, no one can handle it. No, like, well, some people can handle it. Tamara cannot handle it. It's so strange is it personal against Jen or is it just Tamara's storyline? I don't get it. I don't like it. I feel so bad for Jen. 
she is not like avoiding it or the fact that they attacked her for having, you know, no personality or having like no reaction to all these comments, it drives them crazy. This is what people tell you, that when people are bullying you, bullying you or being mean to you, the best thing to do is like roll off your back, pretend it doesn't bother you. You know, that's what we tell our kids. It's because it drives them mad. The problem is in some of these cases, it makes them go away. But in this case, it just makes them go harder at it. I don't like it. Another thing is Heather Dubrow. Why they hate Heather Dubrow so much and I'm not a huge Heather Dubrow fan, but I do not understand why the anger and the hate towards Heather Dubrow on this season. It's as if Heather Dubrow is, you know, sleeping with one of their husbands. It's so odd to me. She is who she is. She's always been this way. They're acting so shocked that she's Heather Dubrow. (laughs) Like, it's a very strange, the Emily, Heather, you know, dags, daggers are odd. Do I agree with Heather calling her a snuffleupagus? Absolutely not. But Emily doesn't like Heather and it's so clear. And I know that she still doesn't like her on Watch What Happens Live just the other day. Then the final thing I'm going to say is about Vicky. Vicky Gumbelson. Again, you guys are going to hate me for this, but I like Vicky. I know you guys are going to hate me. It's okay. I'll take it. Bring it on. I am like Jen Pedranti. I have made my bed and I'm going to lie in it. I like Vicki Gumbelson on TV. I do. I find her being amazing TV. When she comes, the energy lifts up. Yes, drama can start too, but she's fuck. I was going to say F-U-C-K, but I'm trying to be good about this. She's fun AF, okay? She's fun. She's light, especially right now. She's, she's, She's a party upper. I, I like those people around me. When I go out to dinner, like I'm going out tonight with some girlfriends. I don't want the ones that are yawning at the table at getting an Earl Grey at 7 p.m. I don't care if you drink or not, but I want you to lift me up. Let's let's bring some spirits up. I'm a big high energy person. I like to have some cocktails. You can be sober. I don't care about that, but it's all about your energy. Like we can say Gina, for example, Gina doesn't drink. She doesn't drink on the show, but her energy is always normal, high, fun, whatever. Someone said they're too old to be drinking so much. Absolutely. But this is a real housewife show. I like messy. I want to watch it. Now, she got fired and that killed her. Okay. We know that she's not quiet about it. She's open about it. Vicki Gumbelson was devastated. I don't know what hurt her more. The breakup with her fiance, the breakup with Brooks the liar or getting fired. I think getting fired. I think that was literally like the rug getting pulled from under her. For her to come back on the show in this kind of friend way, I think is her, is her in to show the audience what we're missing. And also the fact that on Watch What Happens Live, she got this Wifetime Achievement Award and she didn't know it was coming. And she's going to make a speech at BravoCon as if it, this is the freaking Oscars and we're talking about Susan Sarandon or, you know, Clint Eastwood. It's so, so funny to watch these women. Oh my God, Vicky. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got it. My dog just jumped up. Oh my God. Oh my God. You did it. I have to stand up and hug you. Like, they could have cried because this means so much to Vicky. This is Vicky's, this is all, this is the best life we'll ever get is getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. All Vicky wants in life is to be validated. That's all she wants. She doesn't care about anything else. She wants someone to validate her. And for that, I say validate the F out of yourself, Vicky. Like, we love you. I love you. I know a lot of you guys that listen to the show will disagree with me, but I do believe that this was a nice thing for her. 
Do I, someone's asking, do I think they gave her that award so they don't have to give her an orange back? That's a really good question. I think they'll be very much on the fence if they're going to keep this cast at all next year. I think it's feeling old. I think it's feeling tired. And I think the new Roni is going to give them an opportunity to maybe revamp OC. I don't know. Just saying. I know the numbers aren't phenomenal. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Southern Charm starts tonight. Bapadoo. Who's watching it? I can't wait for it. Let's talk about it tomorrow. I did it. I went through all my notes. Let me know in the comments what you guys think. And pray for me that I'm not around the man from my gym ever again. Thanks so much for joining the Facebook group, liking, subscribing, making sure to leave a comment, even just to say hi. If you're listening on the audio, uh, Spotify or Apple podcast, please leave a five-star review and a nice or five-star rating and a nice review. Make sure to follow on TikTok at This Is Donna Bowling and YouTube at This Is Donna Bowling. And if you want some extra content, I release a new episode every Wednesday. Last night's episode was all about cults more about Scientology and my experience with almost being in a cult growing up here in Los Angeles, plus some other, some Hollywood insider stuff. So hopefully you join and you can listen to all the episodes. Love you guys. Talk to you tomorrow. Hi. Oh my God. Wait, you think